Incoming transmission. Said the feet of non-oe. Life, uh, finds a way. Start the Stark Contrast. Hello, boys and girls. Welcome back to the Stark Contrast. I am your host, Rod Stark. It's the Monday, October 1st edition of the Stark Contrast. Coming off the weekend, I didn't, uh, really accomplish much of anything. Spent most of the weekend in bed, just wasn't feeling it, a little bit melancholy. Originally had planned on going to Art Prize, that didn't end up panning out, just couldn't make it happen. So I spent most of the weekend in bed watching movies, or just struggling to get up. The worst part I think about having a weekend like that is coming into the work week, knowing that it's going to be a long, long week, given the uh, long weekend that you had, but such is life. We're going to pull ourselves up by the bootstraps and start fresh. It is the best month of the year, October, so we're going to go in guns a-blazing. So here we go. I know here in Michigan, we're starting the month with uh, a bunch of more rain. Not that we needed any, but we've got some more rain coming, which uh, gives kind of a rough start to the archery whitetail deer season here in Michigan. I know that's uh, kind of a family tradition for my family. I plan on doing some archery hunting this year, but I'm not going to be able to hunt today because I've got to go earn some money to pay some bills. So I will be uh, shuffling boxes instead of sitting out in the woods, which does take the sting off that I can't go out today with the fact that it's supposed to be raining all day. But to those that are going out, successful hunting to you all. I know a lot of people are surprised when they hear that I was a hunter. I was raised that way. It's definitely a cleaner meat than buying your meat from the store through the factory farming. But I'm not here to pass judgment on anybody else. Just wanted to mention that it is a cleaner meat source. Delicious, delicious venison. And that's one of the reasons why I hunt. For this week's segment, and you made us that way, I was going to talk about the fact that I was a bit of a latchkey kid growing up. I know uh, many in my generation were. Technically, I wouldn't be a latchkey kid because we didn't lock our doors and there were no keys involved, but my parents both worked first shift, so we were responsible for getting ourselves up and out for school as well as coming home after school by ourselves until they got home later at, in the afternoon or evening. We were, uh, there were three of us, me and my two younger brothers, as I've mentioned in previous episodes. So... As brothers often do, we would fight. My brother Justin was one that would always introduce weapons. So on a, one of my most vivid memories of days going wrong when it came to uh, getting ourselves up and ready for school on our own, Brandon and Justin started fighting. Justin decided he wanted to introduce a weapon. He grabbed a baseball bat. I tried to stop him, so I ended up in a fight with Justin and uh, we were kind of having a tug of war over the bat. In the middle of it, I realized that he had all of his force pulling towards himself, so I just let go of the bat. It swiftly smacked him right in the eye and knocked him out cold. I, uh, at the time, thought I killed my brother, freaking out. We ended up missing the school bus, missing the day of school. Uh, He had a nice shiner on his eye. We ended up calling my parents at work, which was a definite no-go. And my mom kind of just shook it off, asked if he was awake, told him, yeah, he had finally woke up, but his eye was swollen shut. 
and then she said she would deal with it when she got home. He ended up laying in bed with a ice pack on his eye the whole day, and he did end up recovering, no uh, permanent damage, but it was a, a definitely a scary morning in the Stark house. We ended up having many fights with Justin that would involve weapons, both myself and my brother Brandon would uh, be on the receiving end of some attacks from Justin, and now he's settled down into uh, the life of a police officer. I did have some viewer questions again. One of the questions was, why do I start off my episodes with, hello, boys and girls? Well, it's actually a tip of the hat to one of my favorite content producers from back in the day, Mr. Rogers. So if you ever wondered what that was, it's just a little nod to Mr. Rogers, one of uh, the key architects of my youth. Another question, what are your view on other drugs? You've mentioned marijuana, but no other drugs. I'm, I'm pretty liberal nowadays when it comes to drugs in general. I think decriminalization is a better path to society figuring out the whole trouble with drug dependency. I think we would do better off if we figure it out without th just throwing people in jail. Obviously, I'm a, they, they followed up, what about adolescent use? I'm definitely against adolescent use. The reason being your brain, ah, your brain is not fully developed. Mine doesn't seem to be fully developed here this morning. But uh, a child's brain's not fully developed. Obviously, they need time to do that and therefore should not be using any kinds of substances. So I am against drug use by adolescents because of that. Another thing, too, is we, we focus on these different illegal drugs and how bad they are for you, but we completely neglect how addictive sugar is and how terrible that is for our bodies. So I think, if anything, we should be as focused, if not more, on processed sugars than we are some of these illegal drugs that do not compare to the damage of sugar. Another question, what are your thoughts on AI? I've actually done a lot of different uh, research looking into the prospects of AI, artificial intelligence. I think we're we're really getting close to the point where it's we're going to cross that uncanny valley and you're going to start seeing robots that have the intelligence that mimic human intelligence and eventually will hit that singularity point which is where the uh, artificial intelligence becomes self-aware and actually becomes as smart as humans and then passes us. That being said, I don't think that's necessarily all a good thing. Singularity is going to bring about another question, which is what will robots do when they are of superior intellect to us? Will they decide, hey, you know, a lot of the stuff that these humans are doing are not positive for the rest of the world? And do they treat us like we treat our subordinate creatures out there and uh, kind of, I don't know, put us in a box? Beep, 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 beep. We are robots. Oh. <laughs> Please join us at our live show. Live, live, live. Oh, that's what I was going to do. Do, do. <laughs> Mystery time. Adventure. October 19th. 6 p.m. Studio 37, Nuego. Live. 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 <laughs> Robot. Live. 
Do they do they control us like we control other things? You know, is, is the world better without humans? When you sit back and think about it, you know, maybe that is a thing. I hope not. I'm I'm kind of a fan of uh, being alive and uh, being autonomous to an extent. I guess we all have our masters, so it is what it is. But yeah, I do think AI is going to get to the point where it surpasses us. Hopefully our uh, robot overlords are kind, more kind than we have been to other creatures. And uh, don't think just because you're a vegan you get out of it. There is research that shows that there is some kind of connection between plants and they do have some kind of an intellect. They can communicate with each other. It's been shown that if a plant upwind is getting eaten by a creature, some of those plants will uh, change themselves so they don't aren't as tasty so they can uh, save themselves. So what I'm trying to say here is plants have some kind of an intellect as well. So maybe once these robot overlords figure out with their higher intellect that there is a consciousness to plants, then uh, you vegans will be in just as much trouble as us meat eaters. (laughs) And on that positive note, why do people at gas stations always ask the attendant for directions? I've always wondered that as well. I worked in gas stations for years, and people would come in and ask for directions. I'd tell them that I'm not even from the area, and they'd persist with, can you help me find something? A gas station attendant has zero training in giving directions. They likely do not have any idea where you're going, and their only goal is to get you further, far enough away that you will not come back and ask again. So my advice is never ask for directions at a gas station. With uh, technology nowadays, you should be able to uh, just use your GPS anyways. But if that fails, look for an older gentleman. I don't mean to stereotype, but typically an old man will know where you're going way better than any gas station clerk. And on the same note, working as a uh, FedEx driver, I always get the question, what's in the box? You're always going to get a snide remark from the delivery driver. We do not know what is in the box. You'll either get a reference to the movie 7 or just that it is a cardboard box. We don't know what you're ordering. You have more knowledge of what's going to be in the box than we do. So quit asking. We don't know what's in the box. Some uh, Monday levity for you. And finally, uh, one last note for this short Monday episode. It's been one year since the terrorist attacks in Las Vegas. It was the largest mass shooting in America. I know that uh, I didn't I didn't speak at first on it. I'm really taken back by mass shootings. I, I haven't solved it. I haven't solved the riddle of mass shootings. I don't think anybody quite has out there. But events like that, I think it, it shows that we as a society need to step up and make some changes. The one in Las Vegas was a little bit different. It was an older white man instead of the youth that usually do mass shootings. But that being said, I do view it as a terrorist attack. While we still never figured out, or at least they never released all of his motives, there was definitely a element of creating fear the way it was set up. So in turn, it would be considered a terrorist attack. That being said, I don't think the only solution is to rid our country of guns. There there has to be some in-between solution that can be made between everybody. 
that we can work together to figure out how to heal this nation, but instead we continue partisan fighting and blaming the other side of the aisle. So I don't know that we are ready for a solution, at least any meaningful solution, other than the fact that we need to figure out what's eating at our society and move on from there. To leave you on a positive note, I know that this clip from Mr. Rogers always gives me a little bit of hope in these dark kind of days when uh, events such as the terrorist attack and Las Vegas happen. So in closing, here's Mr. Rogers. You know, my mother used to say a long time ago, whenever there would be any really catastrophe that was on the, in the movies or, or on the air, she would say, always look for the helpers. There, were, there will always be helpers, you know, even just on the sidelines. That's why I think that if news programs could make a conscious effort of showing rescue teams, of, of showing who, uh, medical people, anybody who is coming into a place where there's a tragedy, to be, to be sure that they include that. Because if you look for the helpers, you'll know that there's hope. Thank you all for listening to the Monday Morning Podcast. I will be back on Friday. I hope you all enjoyed the show. Remember to hit like and subscribe. Also, if you could leave a review and share with your friends, that is always greatly appreciated. We do have that hotline number. It is 920-395-8930. Thanks, guys. We'll see you Friday. And that's when to grow on.